Uh, so what's up, guys? You're listening to the Colorado Cars and Coffee podcast with me, John, Steve, and Terry. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have any events going on right now because of winter and COVID, so the double hit there. Um, so, Steve, um, how about we talk about those calendars we have for sale? Oh, I, yes, uh, we've talked about those before, but I actually I got some in. So uh, they actually were really nice. Yeah. Uh, high quality. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised by the, the high quality of the uh, calendar. Um, I know the price is, is up there, you, but uh, they actually really turned out really well. And uh, we will give away one on the podcast tonight, uh, courtesy of one of our uh, new sponsors, monsters, uh, Dave Lowry, Allstate Insurance. So we'll give one away. Um, maybe a trivia question. Actually, we probably need to start thinking of some trivia questions. <laughs> now I think about it. <clears throat> All right. But we'll give one away one of those tonight. Uh, and if, as, as we go along, we may give away some other prizes too. So uh, stick with us throughout the podcast and. Uh, we'll have to give away soon. But the uh, calendars are available for purchase. All profits go to local charity. Our charity this year and next year will be Go Baby Go. And that's uh, facilitated by the Resource Exchange down Colorado Springs. So any money that's raised from these calendars uh, or our T-shirts or posters or stickers or anything, all the profits go down to uh, uh, local charity. So uh, thanks yeah. for uh, uh, purchasing those. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And, uh, of course, all the hard work from the photographers. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. We we went through uh, Colorado uh, photographers. It's great having all their submissions. All right. And it's great having this calendar full of Colorado cars and backgrounds and backdrops. So I'm pretty excited how it turned out and uh, it came together really well. All right. Yeah. Um, so we were going to talk about the Mach 1 Mustang. Um, you guys have any thoughts on that one? Um, well, I know, I know some people were kind of disappointed in the lack of that huge hood, hood scoop, but yeah, well, I I just find it interesting that because I I just found this one because it's like a thirty five hundred dollar you know uh, handling pack that they're <laughs> sticking on there, you know, yeah. and you know which is fine, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like it's supposed to be like priced like in between you know, the Steve McQueen, you know, the, the bullet and uh, it was, what used to be the, the GT 50. So what do they get if they order the track? Nothing. They, they get, get nothing. This handling package. They get, well, they got to get something for 3,500 nope. bucks. Nope. They get something. a pony <laughs> and a pony, a real pony, a real pony. You get a real pony, okay. a Shetland pony, some popcorn. Shetland, that's about right to that's about right, Terry. And, and Cracker Jacks, a whole load of no. Shetland. Shetland ponies, Shetland ponies. No, so basically, it's the standard stuff that is just you know, blah, like dark painted 19 inch wheels, Pilot Sport Cup 2. But the, the interesting yeah. fun stuff is the adjustable top strut mounts, a uh, swing reel spoiler with the, with the gurney flap from the GT500. Uh, a little bit of uh, chassis tuning and a front splitter. And Ford is claiming all of that will give it about 150% more downforce than the performance pack level one Mustang GTs. Are these, uh, are these bolt-ons um, coming from the, the GT350 or 
somewhere no, these else. are a mix. No, these are a mix because obviously right here, the gurney flat for the GT500 is not in the GT350. That's that's true. Okay, so in Pilot Sports are on, that's just standard industrial top struts. I mean, you had a GT350, so did it have a, a just a little um, top strut mounts? I don't recall it had the Magneto Relogical chambers. Okay. So all, all auto, automatic had various modes you could select with on the steering wheel and whatnot, but not. Yeah. I don't recall stuff on the top struts. So yeah, so I don't think I think the only thing that comes over on the Mach One was from the old GT three fifty because that's now done. Is Ooh. where did they do? I know it's amazing. So sad. So sad. But they do offer like a ten-speed or a six-speed manual, which which is good. Uh, the so intake, the intake manifold yep, from the-, the intake is the only thing that is a crossover, hmm. and that's it. And the oil filter adapter and engine oil cooler. So if you had a GT350 one time, they basically took the intake manifold, the oil filter adapter, and the engine oil cooler and stuck it into the Mach One, which is just basically based off the standard five-liter V8 that's four hundred eighty horse. So, you know, so if you're looking at a Mach 1, I mean, I think a lot of people are reminiscent of the old 1970s Mach 1 with the big scoop and everything was John was alluding to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I just don't think, I mean, this is just the way it is. I mean, I'm, you know, they don't have the GT50 anymore, so no more flat plane crank and et cetera. So I guess this fills a niche for either Mustang enthusiasts that love the Mach 1 and say, hey, that that's a good thing to do. But at least they actually went to the effort of actually putting in a handling pack, which is almost like more of a track pack, which your GT350 was missing, if I don't mistaken, because you had the first generation. They didn't have that on there. Well, what uh, for my year, 2016, it was you could get the tech pack or you could get the track pack. Mine right. came with the tech pack and didn't have the, the, the uh, track pack. Um, I think 2017 and beyond, uh, they all came with the track pack. And that, if I if I could do it over again, I would have got a 2017 or newer. Right. But, so basically, this thing will go orders in 2021, like right around January. And it's estimated pricing at 56 for the six speed and 58 for the 10 speed. I don't know if that's a lot of money for Mach One that is not. It seems know. like it's mostly cosmetics too, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you look at it this way on the used market, what's what's a used GT350 going for? Wouldn't that be like a better deal for some people? Yeah, I'm not sure. Possible. It's very possible. You know, so I know uh, there's been some get, rumblings on the price. You can get a used GT350 in the 40s. 40K. Right. 40K. So this thing starts like a 50... Six, I think that's base. So you throw in the 3500 for the track packs. So you want to get the manual and 3500 on top of that. So you're you're pretty much at 60, you know. And then who knows what dealer market will be because dealer market just is, is always fun and exciting. So I don't know. I mean, it's, it's interesting. It looks nice. I actually will say I kind of like the look. Like I did like your GT350, how it looks. I don't mind how, you know, the the Mach 1 looks. So it is interesting. So I was just curious about like, the cost of track pack and what they actually put on there and see if that's going to generate anything for, for any Mach 1 purchases or people to be inspired not to get a bullet. Yeah. Because, I mean, it is 5,000 
more than the bullet in theory. And so, and the bullet really has a very loyal following because, you know, when those bullets come out, people really do go after them. You know? Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, e- even what CJ was saying here, there are a couple of comments. It's like, yeah, or two year used GC350 and a flat plane. I mean, if if I had, you know, the money, you know, CJ, I would actually go after a GT350 if I wanted to stay in a Mustang and say, I want to go get get a Mustang and I look at the Mach 1, I look at GT350 or the flat plane, I'd just go for that. You know, yeah, it really was hard to beat the sound of that flat plane crank. It was just amazing. The Voodoo engine sounded so good. Hard to beat that. Yeah. You know, and he does make a point that it, it, it is a non-forced in induction. So it's just straight 58, you know, but I don't know. I mean, talking about that, you know, even that with CJ brought up like, you know, a Hellcat, you know, to me, a Hellcat is a straight, straight line beast. It's a drag car made specifically to, to do that. So I'm not too sure if the Hellcat was ever intended to go directly after a Mustang, because I mean, it is a straight, you know, trap pack you just go and it's fast as hell. I'm not going to lie. The ZL one is probably a better, con- in my opinion, a better con- conspire- con- comparison. So honestly, if it was me and I was going to go buy something like that, GT350 flat plane, it, it is. Yes, it sounds great. It does. I mean, I drove yours several times, Steve. It's amazing sound on that thing. Hmm, yep. So if I was in the market, I would go after a GT350. I would skip the Mach 1, you know, and I would just make sure that it was like a 2007. <laughs> so if I wanted to track it, which I really wouldn't do. So, yeah, that's where I go. What, what, what do you think there, Steve, if you had to? Yeah, 2017 or newer, I'd probably try to get one of the – well, if you go with the 2020, you're talking brand new price. So, right, it's always nice going two or three years old if you can. So, 2017 or 2018 GT350 sounds really good. Uh, they're all they were all six speed manuals. Uh, they all had the flat plane crank, Voodoo 5.2 liter, uh, 520. Was it 525? Yeah, 529, 20, 20, 20, 20, right? 529 horsepower. Yeah. I have to look up the numbers. I'm kind of getting a little loose on, on that. I'm getting old like you, Terry. Oh, you're but, so old, my friend. Hard to remember those things. I have to Google it now. Yes. But it was 520 something. But yeah, I'd probably give that out. 2017, yeah. 2018, GT350 yeah. versus, a, versus a new Mach 1. Yeah. Yeah. I'd do, I'd do that. And then honestly, I, like. I Probably, I think you're probably looking in, in the years to come that the, the 350 would probably be more might lean towards a collector type uh, car. Yes. Yeah, exactly. You know, so I'm just looking that way and it's like, and 480 horsepower is the stock, you know, five liter V8 GT, right? I, yeah. so there's nothing more here. So, Maybe just me being me, you stick that V8, you put a single turbo on that damn thing and you get it up to like, you know, 510 horsepower or something. Maybe it'll be worth 
going after 58 to 59 to 60 and let's say we put dealer markup on there it's probably say, and let's just say 70 i mean i'm guessing oh, yeah. i i don't do dealer markup i'm not rich enough for that yeah. so so screw that noise yep yeah, sorry ford i would i would take your gt350 which i feel should never have gone away but that engine is special and it is a nightmare to <laughs> you know to keep producing so you're now, you're in the business to profit now the Mustang that I am interested in is the Mach E, but that's a different story. Yes, which we're going to bring up later, yeah. not in this podcast. But yes, we're we're yeah. we're going to have some fun with that, those kind of things. But yeah, I'm kind of a uh, beating this subject to death. So I think okay, <laughs> we're happy. Time to shift gears to another car. Then um, the 2021 BMW M5 CS, which is going to have a 626 horsepower and weigh 154 pounds less. <laughs> yes. So Steve and I were just joking with with this when we were looking at it, just going, "Does it come with the door straps instead of door handles?" I bet you it does. It's, it's the CS it models. Yes, the CS models. Save weight wherever we can. We got 154 pounds. Come on, Terry. It's got to be door straps. 154. You know the problem is, you know, they saved 154 pounds. Then my big fat ass gets in it. It's over. So you know, I mean, I have a BMW, so. It's not like I'm not used to this and I get it, but is BMW really just like, there's so many competition, you know, you have the M4, M5, you know, M3, M4, now M5, both have, you know, all three will have CSs. And then the, you know, the M2 has a comp pack, you know, M5 now, et cetera, et cetera. You know? options. Yeah. It's just kind of like, is it really needed? You know, yeah. and they're not releasing much. So the article was very sparse. They're really not saying anything. Of course, it's got to have the standard, you know, bronze trim, grill wheels, badging, you know, the motorsport and higher you know, inspired yellow headlight, you know, surrounds on the, you know, the, their carbon fiber bucket seats that come from the M3 and the M4, you know, and carbon ceramic brakes, of course, the red calibers and Pirelli, you know, P0 courses which is going to be a staggered, but that's all they're really saying. So not really saying much else. Yeah. They're not, they're not saying much. The The first it's debuting uh, next month in January. So we'll, we'll get more details when they review it in, in January. Yeah. And I think it is it looking at some of the pictures it's showing like it's lacking that beaver grill, I think. Oh yeah. You, you know, like? I didn't see the beaver grill on there and I am. The, I am. The, the spy shot that I see does not show a beaver grill, but you know, it's getting yeah. it. Oh, it's getting it. You, you know it's getting it because the M3 and the M4 have it, right? So Yeah, yeah that it makes it's, sense. It's, it's totally coming. And then, you know, just to go back, you know, is is there a point of a light, a lighter weight four-door performance sedan? It doesn't that just seem counterintuitive? You're you're no, it doesn't. You're already talking to five series. That's big in general it's anyway. Big. So, so what's what's the effing point? What's the, what's the point? Marketing, you know? it's, yeah, it's, that's it. Marketing. I mean, <laughs> that's great, CJ. Uh, that's a good comment. I thought that uh, that was their their path to weight redux. Eventually, the whole front face will pass through the grill. <laughs> I mean, you know, but CJ brought up a point. He's like basically saying like chasing Lotus and stuff like that. But I mean, a Lotus is a way different animal. That's a real true throw around lightweight two seat sports car, you know? So 
I mean, those things have a fan base beyond belief, you know, and they are, and they're amazing for exactly what, what they are. And I, I kind of look at these, you know, big four door sedans that go, Oh, we're going to lighten it. It's like, what the hell for? <laughs> I bought a performance sedan. So it just, you know, it's going to do its thing. Maybe it's lost on me. It could be, maybe I'm just lost on that where I just don't really get that. Cause I, you know, kind of look at cars like you have a sports car, you have a sedan, you have a, you know, a wagon, you have your two door, you have your vert, you know, all those kind of things. And they, each car fits a certain need that, that you want, you know, what's the point of a lighter weight, heavy sedan. It's only 154 pounds too. So I really don't think 154 pounds shaved off an M five is really going to do much. I think yeah. these, these M fives are, 4,000 plus pounds, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, hell, I mean, a charge is like 4,600. Thank you for that. The CJ, he's like giving us really good, good info here. It's wonderful. We should, we should get CJ on the podcast because he actually does research on like our asses. So, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, what is 154 pounds? I mean, I, I have a, a three series convertible that, that weighs an effing ton. <laughs> so, so the 2020 BMW M5 curb weight. Yeah. 4370. 4370. So so 150 pounds off is you're you're still over 4000 pounds. Right, you're still over 4000 pounds. So yep. I mean, hey, you know what? It will sell and we know it will. And it'll be you it'll know? be quick. It, it's yes. all will drive, it'll be fast. You'll have yeah. what? 3 and a half second, 0 to 60 something like that. Well, basically yeah. the competition in 09 did like a 2.9 seconds on the way to a 10.9 second quarter mile at 100 so it went to 60 in 2.9 seconds 2.9 wow okay that, that would that that's the m5 comp so okay so basically assuming it's going to have the same yep you know so standard all-wheel drive system we will drive church mode 2.8 speed 2.9 that that is that that's is quick fast. I mean, fast. they are fast and they are fast, but is 154 pounds going to shave like, you know, 10th of the second off here? Are we got to look at it and say, well, the CS does the zero to the 60 and 2.7. And do we really give a shit about zero to the 60 times anymore? We should, you know, I mean, really, I mean, yeah. it's more about the handling, the feel and, and what, what it's going to do, not, you know, beating <laughs> somebody at the lights, but. Well, that's how they describe, you know, how, you know, BMW is losing its way. It's not, it's not really performance anymore. It's more luxury. And now they're, they're yeah. kind of catering to luxury. Yes. You have the M, M division, but now it's just luxury and technology. That's what they're trying to show off. Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, I have, I have a, an E, an E46, which a lot of BMW people say was probably, you know, the best three series that they made, you know, in theory, you know, of course you'll hear people that have E30 think they're great. And then the, the E36, but you know, you know, I have an E46. It has a handling package. It is a heavy convertible, but it handles amazingly well. And the car is small. You know, you compare my three series with the loaner three series I get when I inevitably take, um, you know, the car that says you have money and you will be poor the rest of your life into the shop. You know, I get like three series loaners. They're huge compared to mine. You know, so yeah, maybe, you know, they have kind of lost their way. I mean, they really did go that route and, Etc. Yes, they have the M2. You know, they have the M3 and M4, M5, M6. Am I out of M's yet? M8. M8. M8's one. Yep. Yeah. You know, but when I was a kid, they had one. It was called an M3. <laughs> and then an M5 came out. Oh, they had, they, had the, they had the M1 when you were a kid. Yeah. 
Yes, they have the web, but nobody could afford the number one. Okay, let's really be honest. All right. True. True. Okay. True. You know. So I'm looking up the weight on your ZHP. Do you do you know what it is off offhand? Uh, it looks like the curb weight for a base 330 E46 was 3285. Yeah. And add, add 350, 340 for the convertible. So yours would have been 30, 3650 or so around there. Not bad. Compared to 4370 for the M5. Yeah. So it's got, it's got a lot more power, of course. Yeah. I, I'm just not seeing why you want to do that to those. So, you know, hey, but yeah, every to each his own. I mean, that's that's the whole point about cars and enthusiasts. We all have what we love and have what we hate, but you know, it's just what what it is. So hey, people go out there and buy it, more power to them. And it is a fast car, it's not gonna lie. And it so, is. John, so John, what are your thoughts on the M5 uh, CS? Um, I mean, I'm not really sure. I mean, it's uh, it looks like it's from from the pictures. It looks pretty. Uh, it looks good. Um, of course, it has that whole horsepower thing. It's I don't. I'm guessing they just want to, you know, get that whole. Oh, we have the most horsepower kind of thing. Um, I mean it. I'm not really sure. <laughs> I mean, there there is a lot of models. Uh, uh, it gets, you know, it starts getting a little confusing on what you what you're looking for in a BMW, and then you know you have all these different models, and you know it starts getting a little confusing. It'd be kind of cool if they did um, some different stuff too. Um, I'm not really sure what that would entail, but you know, just kind of differentiate from the sedans, I guess. Just really um, mix it up. Yeah, I'm. Uh, <clears throat> I've been a member of the BMW Club for, I guess, close to eight years now right. since, I, since I bought the Z4. So, and I, and I still am. I, um, I get the monthly magazine, the Roundel, right? And reading the current is either December's or November's um, magazine. The M division is looking to electrification as well. Oh yes, Pro- probably the next. One next maybe in a couple of years we'll see a hybrid. There's lots of power in hybrid with you know a gas engine still petrol engine plus the battery packs and uh, electric motors. Uh, so, but M is definitely they are looking at electrification. What are your guys' estimates when we'll see maybe a fully electric performance M car? What do you think? That's a tough one. I mean, it seems like they're gonna. Well, California wants any new cars you know, to be from uh, 2035 is their kind of limit. They have to have electric cars or at least that's what they're trying to go with. Um, I would say, it, I want to say it might be soon, but it doesn't really seem like they're really adventuring into it. Kind of like Ford seems a little bit more ahead of them with the Mach-E, which, you know. Do you, do you think less than five years we'll see an M electric or do you think it'll take more than five years? Uh, that's a tough one. Uh, choose now. Choose, choose wisely. <laughs> choose now, John. Choose now. All right. I'd say maybe after five years, I'm guessing. Is my after, guess. I, I say less than five. We'll see yeah. a, fully, a fully electric. I mean, I know uh, they're... It might, they're it really might be, might be, that might be too ambitious, but All right. we'll, de- we'll definitely see a hybrid probably in a, in a, a year or two. Uh, I mean... What do you, they, what do you think, What do you think? Well, very simply, 
BMW is was and the word is was heavily involved in Formula E. They left that at the end of the, exactly. the season because they got, in their words, everything they can out of development series because they were really in there for the I3 and the I8. Okay. They've learned everything that they want to learn. So you'll probably see a fully electric M car in five years because they, I mean, they were heavily involved in, in formula E and they got a lot out of it because you saw the progression of, you know, the I three progressing, getting, you know, more, more power, more your battery capacity and everything. And that is, you know, a direct relation from, you know, the actual racing in formula E, you know, et cetera. Also their hybrids that they have now, you know, have improved over that amount of research. So they're done with it, which basically they probably have everything they need. If they really wanted to put out a full M3 fully EV, then they could easily do it. And I would say five years, if that is their intention. Hmm. I just don't see really um, a whole lot of, I mean, they got, you know, those little uh, electric cars, um, but they're not having, they haven't gone like full, you know, steam ahead, kind of like Tesla, you know, Tesla's kind of trying, they got those kind of more sedans, electric sedans. Um, they seem like they're kind of going more f- full charge um, towards the whole electric scene. Um, I just don't see car manufacturers rolling out the whole line of electric cars. It seems like, oh, we'll do a little niche kind of car here or there. It just doesn't seem like everybody's completely on board yet. So, well, yeah, I mean, that's what it is. But, you know, just just in the in the scope of the question of and performance coming out with a fully EV, I would say five years. Yeah. If they wanted to. I say around five five years as well. If they wanted to. Right. Uh, So uh, what we were going to talk about next was um, with COVID and um, the whole thing going on. Uh, obviously cars and driver, um, car and driver, sorry, um, brought up a virtual museum, um, where people can talk, check out cars, which, um, is, I mean, it's kind of cool. Um, but it's, you know, not, it's not exactly the same. It'd be like, you know, if you went to look at pictures of a car event, um, it's not exactly the same, but it's, I mean, I don't know how, how do you guys feel about that? Well, so basically I found this this article. So in the light of the fact that most travel is being restricted, most museums closed, most cars and coffee events were done. You know, it's refreshing to see that some of these museums that one, let's really be honest, most people probably had no idea that Revs Institute in Naples, Florida even existed. Okay. Because I didn't. Oh. And to be able to go to their website and see that at least they got a lot of pictures of their cars up there, etc. So, you know, I think this is, you know, for the times that we have and then what's happening now and, you know, in lieu of vaccinations and stuff and in lieu of the fact that we're getting into the new, you know, a new year and then hopefully all these things will start progressing and we'll start getting more and more cars and coffee. If people take the time just to go and check out some of these museums and look at their virtual tours and some of them, I will say it's a badly written article by car and driver. Oh, big surprise car and driver in a badly written article, you know, because it kind of gives you the impression that th- these places have virtual tours 
it, some of them actually do. There's an app, um, you know, for a couple of them. I kind of wish I wrote it down. I can't remember which one it was. You know, where you go in. I actually know um, the Simone Fa Fa Foundation. In, in philly they actually do have an app because i have it on my phone because well one in case you didn't know is born in philly and two i'm on there it's really a great if you ever you ever want to breathe and go to philly which you should because it's just a dump and then you go and you go to the museum but there is there is an app and it shows it so that one has an app and i think the yeah and um the try it collection in romania romania Okay, which when I was a kid, I went to Romania. They have an app too, which gives you a 360 degree digital tour. Of course, you got to do it on either an iPhone, iPad, etc. But I, you know, I actually think you know, if people want to go check these out and at least go see what's out there, and you know, and some of the pitches are really good. If if you do bring up the Rev Institute, they actually took some time here, and I'll actually stick the link on one car I was looking at. It was it was a, Ma a Maserati. The 1938 8CTF Grand Prix car. And I'm going to stick it in our little chatty chat. If anybody's still listening to us, a rambling nonsense that we do. So, I mean, honestly, I say you do it. I mean, it gives you a break, it, you know, to kind of look at some of these things. And then maybe when things get to normal or a reasonable facsimile of normal, where for each your own and your own comfort level when it comes to travel, and some of these places are back open, it may inspire people to go, you know what? I'm going to go to Naples, Florida and actually go see this. Now, I probably am going to find a way to get to Naples, Florida to go here because there's some great stuff here. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good point. You know, so honestly, I, I think it really is an interesting thing to see. It's, you know, so definitely check, check it out. I mean, I'll actually give the link to the virtual tour of the car and driver thing just to have an idea of what's out there. And then, you know, you guys can go check it out if you feel like it or not. I, I think, I think this, this year of virtual tours was really smart because yep. they're scrambling because they're closed. They don't have any way to get customers to come in and check out the museum and this is a way to, to broaden their reach um, via YouTube or however they, they shared out that the virtual tour smart. Yeah. Yes. Right. I mean, even you go to like, you know, the Loman museum, which is in the Hague in, in the net, you know, the Netherlands, which they have the Swan car in case you're curious. I, I saw one from the, the Peterson museum. It yes. Was, it was two hours long. I, I didn't get to watch it all yet, but it's on my saved list to go watch it sometime. Right. Uh, uh, walk through the Peterson. It, it that's it takes about two hours. So they actually, and usually you have to pay you know, 30, yes. thirty plus bucks to walk through the Peterson. So this is a pretty cool deal to watch on YouTube for free. Yeah. So there you go. I mean that that's why I kind of I just found it interesting where it's like, you know, at least you can go look at these and go go to the sites. And actually, it just brings up another subject. It's like, you know, I've gone to the Peterson. I have family in in California. So I go out there a lot and I go to the Peterson and I've gone to Peterson so many times and I love going, even though it's the same, almost all the time. It's the same cars. They have probably one of the best collections of Bugattis in, in the country that I'm aware of. 
and you know they're absolutely fantastic i've done the um basement tour which they have where they have a bunch of other stuff they don't put up which is actually highly recommended if you go to the peterson to yep. go do that because it really is fantastic you get to see stuff that they are either storage for uh, people they know and it's they don't own it and you get to see it and or just stuff they just rotate in and out so you know, the know that Peterson has that free virtual tour on YouTube is really good to look at some of these things that are in the article, you know, from, you know, you know, the Hague in, in, in the Netherlands and then Naples, Florida, to see those things, you know, I, you know, once we get back to normal, I'm probably going to check out some, some, some of these, but I love the Peterson. So I highly recommend it highly. Yeah, for sure. I know uh, Larry Chen's been there, and that's certainly on my to-do list. <laughs> oh yeah, John. You ever get out to California? You, you got to go. Yeah, you gotta for sure. It. Yeah, you got to do it. And I'll tell you straight out: get there right when they open, so you don't have to deal with the crappy traffic because it is oh, crappy traffic. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> and I and I have to go there from Hamosa Beach, so it's a little bit shittier. But just go early right when they open go do it go see everything do the basement tour get out all right <laughs> so guys i'm going to uh jump yes. the uh yep, or link in yep. the comments so if you get a chance save Check it, it out and watch it a little later after our podcast maybe excellent so perfect right here is the link all righty let's see we got something that terry's gonna love uh the ssc Tierra, <laughs> that fell short for what is it the third time i think second oh, second yeah. second yeah so we're not going to rehash what we already know okay they 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 did their first run they they had you know they said this was a record there were some discrepancies etc i'm not a conspiracy theorist i'm not going to play that game okay they weren't as transparent as as they could have been the company that they were using for the gps today wasn't even on hand so etc so they wanted to be transparent and run this again unfortunately when they did the second run it just didn't pan out you know uh, it only hit 251.2 miles an hour before people start going ha ha they lied they also had two cylinders that shut down etc so you know you don't have full power it, that that's going to happen you know i'll make it quick 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 in this case because you know john and steve can like you know butt up on this one this is my only thing about it if you have this car you go out there, you in th you set a record that you claim and say, we set a record of 316.11 miles per hour. You had some discrepancies. You're fully aware of those discrepancies. You take ownership of those discrepancies. And you say, okay, you know what? We're going to run it again. We're going to make sure we do things right. Okay, great. So they go out there to do things right. And just reading through the, through the article, they had quite a few GPS you know, three Garmin systems all in store, the life racing, you know, tracking system, the V box and OEM system. I mean, they, I don't know if they, they use all these things the first run or they're going overkill, you know, that, you know, they had, you know, wires running out of the hood and, you know, all these things, the hook kept on popping open. But to me, the biggest thing was the owner of the car, 
and hats off to him. He's able to handle this car, but the owner of, of the car basically said, I'm going to drive the car. I own the car. This is my car. This is where I go. Yeah. That's great that it's your car, except we're trying to clear the air <laughs> and make sure that we actually did do this. And this was good. So we're going to put the driver in there that was in it before. And we're going to go for it and we're going to do it. And, you know, to me, it's just like you're handicapping yourself more because you got to bring up the owner up to speed. And they did that. They actually turned down, you know, you know, the boost to slow the engine timing down, then build things back up as he became more comfortable within the car. To me, I would have said, I'm happy you own the car, but we're going to stick our guy in. We're going to get this done. We're going to record everything. We're going to get the record. We're going to break the record. And then you can get in the car and we'll do it again and see if you can break the actual record too. That's just me. That's how I would uh, operate. Yeah, I, I, I fully agree. The fact that uh, they didn't have a professional driver, the, the fact and, and the reason and it, if you watch the YouTube video, Terry, if you want to find it and dump it in there in the, in the chat. Yeah, actually, here it's right. Here. The, the guy, this guy has YouTube video about the second attempt. He was uh, an observer. He was one of the original YouTubers that found that their first attempt was inaccurate and not correct. And so they invited him to the, the second attempt and this was his findings, but he was saying that because they tried several turn times to get this owner up to speed that actually heat soaked the car. So that even though it reduced boost, they, they were running it so many times up and down the strip that eventually it just had heat problems and they they have buckets of ice on the thing and trying to cool it down, but still it, it, it hobbled themselves by having this, the owner being the driver. And I think that really caused some serious issues that they could have avoided if they had a professional driver in there going full boost. The first, first laps, you have your practice run, but not, not this slow increase in boost uh, with a, with a hobby owner driver dude. Yeah. What was the, um, that was interesting. The driver that, that they had before um, was it just because he was scared when the car was kind of, you know, losing balance or whatever. Um, well, I think the first driver was Oliver Webb, right? Yeah. Yes. It, it might've been just his availability. If, okay. if he's a, if he's a professional driver, he may not have been available. Yeah. I mean, Paul Gerard's available, but <laughs> yeah, I don't, don't know the circumstances of yeah. Yeah. Why, why they chose the owner to, well, because he said drive the car. He, I, it, it's well, his car. I mean, the owner does have a lot of so, say so in uh, yes. what happens to of his course. car. And that brings up another point: is I mean, this was the owner's car, okay? And hats off to him one for driving it. I'll give him that. He wanted to do in fifty-one miles an hour, and that you know, that's not that's not like you know cheese there. Yeah, you know, two hundred like, you know, fifty-one plus yeah. two dead cylinders, and yeah. so you slight, know, slightly reduced boost. I'm not saying that this guy is like, you know, a shrub and like, what's he doing in there? Obviously he has, you know, the abilities to handle these things, but, and as Steve said, and I said, you know, hobby yourself. I just also think it's, it's kind of funny that all right, the, you build these cars. This is just me. And, you know, and I'm not a billionaire. So probably this is why I'm not a billionaire, but wouldn't you go, Oh, Hey, you know what? We, we built this car. We're going to build 90 of them and we're going to sell them. And I would go, no, you're going to build 91. 90 we sell, one is ours. So we can run and try and break records, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. So we own that car. That's ours. 
we do it. We go in there and nobody tells us what to do. Right. That's what I would have done. You know, it, it would be oh, your car, the drive. If you're limited, if you're limited by, because this is the owner's car, you're, you're, you've hobbled yourself, right? Right. right there. there. So yeah. would you just build one for yourself as this is SSC's own car and demo it's cars, car, it's demo, yep. and nobody can tell you what to do. And you bring that out there and you go bust records left and right. That's just me. I mean, you're just hobbling yourself so many different times by letting the owner drive the car. Okay. It's his car and he probably would have backed out. Who knows? We don't know. We don't know. So if anybody's listening to us, who is actually, a, you know, who works for SSC or is the owner, you know what? Go ahead. Sue me. I have no money. So good luck. <laughs> and, okay, that's and why we're not mentioning names. You and know, if SSC is listening tonight, you can just pick up the phone, call me and I'll drive it. Just turn the boost all the way up. I'll just go for it. So no problems. Look, straight out. I have experience with test drive one, two and three on the old 486s. <laughs> I'll I'll mass that thing. Plus, I use my keyboard because I don't have a steering wheel set up when I do F1. It's all keyboard. So we'll just hook my keyboard up and I will wreck that baby. But you know, <laughs> but that that's to me is is just the thing, is you know, you already know that people cast a cloud over your claims. Okay. So you go and you accept that and you say, hey, you know what? The only way to clear the areas, we'll do it again. If that was me, I would make sure everything was perfectly lined up, that I have a professional driver, preferably the one that drove it before, that I'm trying to simulate the exact conditions that I had as much as I can. You know, I'm making sure that, you know, hey, how many timing devices do, you, do I really need? You know, they may, you know, like that, not like the 60. 2000 that they put on there, which is I maybe that's what they needed. I don't know because I don't run records breaking streetcars that are production cars down like a, a freaking runway. Okay, I don't do that, you know. But you know, obviously, maybe that was overkill on their part. I just would have made sure everything was perfect as much as I can control, fully, fully transparent, and, and go for it. And it just seems like that just didn't happen. You know, and it's kind of like dis disappointing to see, to hear it, to read it, to watch the YouTube video, which you really should watch YouTube because it actually really is good. It yeah, really yeah. breaks it down. He did a wonderful job and he he was there. And he, honestly, straight out, it's extremely unbiased by somebody who was part of the original looking at it and saying, well, some of this doesn't make sense. And we're not talking about speed markers and all that nonsense because that was garbage this was real looking at things going there's a little question here and it wasn't like calling them out outright so it was really well done you should definitely watch it yeah they, they know, gave full access to everything yeah. very transparent so it was good to see that ssc was doing that yeah. um and that his reporting was seemed impartial um he talked about the bookers whenever they lost two cylinders uh, spark yeah. plug issues and stuff so um that was that was interesting to, to see yeah. that Honestly, again, just to wrap it up real quick, I just say I would have done everything I could have done to make right. sure it worked. But hey, it's cool. Hey, let's let's transition into yes. a giveaway. Let's give away um, a calendar. So um, this is like a two-part question. Yeah, three questions. Two-part question. Uh, the first part doesn't count, but it leads you to the second part, which does count. So BMW. For our four viewers out there, your, your chances are getting really good for winning. Uh, 
<laughs> which which BMW car is the one where the doors slide down? It's a convertible built well, in the early, stop right built there. In, you know, built in the early nineties. We're looking for the answer in the comments. So just get us started. Find out which which car was that? Tell us who's who's our BMW guys here. Uh, is a convertible, small car. Um, That's door, enough. The door slid down. That's all you need to know. I think while we're waiting, I, I was going to actually bring up a couple things about the SSC. Um, okay, some of the things is it seems like they're kind of financially strained if they have to, you know, depend on the owner of the car. And also, you know, um, they should have definitely had like a professional driver, um, like the Enviet made by a uh, love fab, uh, Cody Loveland, who's done the hill climb himself. He has Paul Gerard who, you know, does the racing in that car. Uh, you know, it's just, you know, he wanted somebody, you know, that has all that experience and everything. And, um, not only that, you know, when you're an owner and you're going to be getting anyway involved of racing, you should probably have a, you know, uh, like a lower, you know, like a used older car. I mean, it, I don't, I don't know this owner's experience, but, um, I would hope that he has at least some racing experience because uh, I, I think that could be said, risky. He said he, he had some racing experience. Okay. Yeah. The fact he's getting up to speeds of 250 plus, that's yeah, that's a <laughs> better good tribute to that, that driver, that owner. So, right. But still not, not professional. Right. Yeah. So anybody with an answer to what uh, BMW had? Uh, no, not yet. Sliding the slide down doors versus the regular kind of doors. Early nineties car. We probably lost all our list. <laughs> 88, 89, 90, 91, 92. I'm not sure how far it went beyond that, but I think there were like 13,000 examples. Yeah. Is anybody listening? Nope. Everybody <laughs> out there. <laughs> all right who, who has a pulse <laughs> uh, i guess we'll uh we'll if i get the answer do i win you do not okay who was Mark? that who was that where that was michael michael good job oh, michael. there it is okay. here's here's the googling part tell me since we know it's a z1 um bmw is famous for their art cars so tell me who was the artist who painted the Z1? Google this, baby. This happened in 1991. And it was painted for BMW art car. Pablo Picasso? It wasn't Picasso. Kind of looks like it. But it wasn't. Uh, it was a red Z1. Who was, who was the artist? Nicky Louder. Google, Google quickly. It was not James Hunt. It was not. Poo poo papier. Who was that? Uh, let's see him. He did the Campbell, Campbell uh, soup cans. Who was that dude? Oh, come on. It's Andy Warhol. Nope. Wasn't him. Wasn't him. Nope. It's Andy. Although Andy did do a, a different BMW yes, car. He did. So we're looking for who, who uh, painted the Z1 as the BMW art car. 1991. Car was red. Barney Rubble. Paint looks like it's black. Barney. Barney the purple dinosaur. Come on, guys. Google faster. Come on. Check out Laga We should probably just take this time to kind of do a uh, talk about our year in yeah, review. We should. Okay. 
Yeah, sure. Well, so whilst everybody is Googling, <laughs> Google kids. All right. So I'm kind of new to the team. Um, I think I yeah. joined you guys about Hot Import Nights, I think, was probably your main event yeah, right together. Yeah. 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 It was our main audio video production for this year. All right. Uh, I, I'd never been to Hot Import Nights. I, I had heard about them. I, I'd heard about it, but I'd never been. It, it, was, it was cool to uh, check it out, um, see all the different uh, writing. All right. So, yeah. So, obviously, it's 2020. So, with no real organized events, once COVID really, really hit, you would have to say that the the rise of the drive-by birthday cruise was a very defining moment for 2020 because that just took off. I mean, that really, really took off and it generated a lot of interest, a lot of cars, interest from local radio personalities, from news stations, etc. And honestly, you know what? It was good to see to a point, you know, I firmly believe that a four-year-old has no clue what cars are driving by. So parents just needed to own up and say, Hey, my kid's turning four. He had does not care, but I do. <laughs> so come drive by my house with your cars because I need to see them. Okay. Yeah. I had, I had never seen drive by birthday, drive by uh, events before. So that was, it that was, was a new one for me. It, it really actually increased the, the growth on the, the group. Uh, I think we probably, there was some kind of spike where it just went from here to whatever somebody, one person, uh, had this huge uh, drive-by, and it just everybody shared the crap out of that post. And I think we put on a thousand or two thousand members just just from that. It was amazing. But yeah. uh, break break. Brock is the winner of our calendar. So Yay, Brock. With the answer AR Pink, and that is correct. So great job. So please, and he's already PME me PME his uh, uh, email and uh, address. So. Good job, Brock. Congratulations. So, yeah, so year in review, the big thing with drive-by birthday cruises, and uh, we haven't actually, we, we provided some guidelines on how to, you know, do them safely, do them properly, and, you know, maybe don't put, don't advertise your house address, maybe just meet up at a school, and we go from there, you know, through those kind of things, just, a, you know, wearing of masks and social distancing, all that stuff that we had to uh, put in the guidelines just for folks to, uh use their best judgment in these, these kind of um, cruises. Um, another thing that we did this year was the toys for Tots drive. That was huge. Uh, we've, we've done yeah. it before in the past, but it was like just, you know, one or two events. Uh, we decided this year to make it an ongoing thing uh, throughout all the months of October and November. So we went from our normal uh, meetup spot on Friday evenings at Sonic down in uh, Centennial uh, on Arapahoe Road there in yeah. South Lima. But we, we know we have a lot of members on the group now. We have, 20, we have we're over 23,000. So we decided to find some other alternative uh, Sonic locations. We found one up in Superior, and then Terry found one over in Golden. Yep. So we decided to start rotating our, our Sonic events. And we just did that rotation and also had... Uh, Put, we opened our trunks for the Toys for Tots, and you guys, the members, helped fill that the, those trunks with uh, Toys for Tots. So I had my 
Kia Sorento filled, packed to the gills to the top, uh, drove over to the warehouse in Aurora. Um, and then, and that was with the, the Sonic event uh, toys. And then we also had uh, some of our sponsors and some local businesses um, be drop-off locations for the Toys for Tots. And we had locations all the way from Castle Rock to Longmont. So we had collections for all those businesses and their toys. And that took me about two station wagon loads. I had to run back up to Longmont uh, at uh, uh, Red's Auto uh, Car car uh, Dealership and pick up the rest of the toys there. So that was uh, two, two runs with my station wagon. Um, but still, it was a, it was a great day to just drive all over from the front range and pick up toys, and then deliver them to the Marines there. So, just want to thank all the, the our members that participated. That was awesome of you guys, and we plan to do it uh, bigger and better next year. Yes, definitely. yes, that was really really good. Terry, you want to talk about Gabe, Go Baby Go? I'll let you do that. Yeah, you can let me do that. Okay. That's horrible. So also, just so everybody knows, Go Be Rigo is our sponsor. Okay. So essentially what they do, they um, basically for children that have mobility issues, they the best way to describe is they take a, a power wheel and convert it. So they're able to, you know, when a child has, a, you know, a, a movement issue, you know, disability in that regard is able to get around essentially they just convert it over and everything so it's a really good charity and actually i couldn't do it but steve and a couple of the other admins they actually did a uh, the car build where they were invited to do it even though it was covid it was all masked up and everything like that yep, yep. so they want they built that car um actually that car we were able with the donations for our members if i'm not mistaken right steve they were able i think we raised a little bit for that uh, yeah, over the year, I haven't counted up all the specific amounts, but over six hundred dollars. Yeah, for uh, yeah, over six hundred, probably probably close to a thousand, but uh, definitely definitely these over, cars, over these cars cost you know you know two fifty to three fifty, and then um, all the parts to convert it over, so you know they're able right. to you know right. all that. So I kind of wish I was there, you know, for that. But there were some really good pictures of it, and you know I know the guys had a good time, you know. So go go baby go is going to be our charity for 2021 as well. Um, yes. So essentially, you know, tagging into that is we did have only one movie night at Haggerty Garage. Mm. We played Rush, but it was extremely successful. We actually raised some good money there. And the goal, of course, was to continue that throughout the year. But unfortunately, that did not happen. Yeah, um, I, I, picked, I picked up the Ford versus Ferrari DVD and I was yep. ready, ready to go with it. We had the, we had the event. Yes, we, we created the event. We we shared it out. Uh, we had all the arrangements made, and then uh, COVID hit. Yep. I mean, so we actually also have some diecast, you know, cars that we bought. We're going to give away and raffle off and stuff like that. But the good news is, you know, everything ends. Okay, so 2021, we've already reached out to Haggy a couple of times to see um, when we can start these out. They'll probably be small you know, maybe 20 people and stuff. So we're all, you know, following the guidelines and yes, we're going to follow guidelines because that's what we do. And, you know, hopefully we're able to get 20 people in there and start ramping these back up. And as everything clears up to make them bigger and bigger and go baby, go will be the direct, you know, um, basically um, 
benefactor of this that is our charity we're going to continue them next year it's a very worthwhile charity and it's very satisfying so look out for 2021 where we will do ford v ferrari once we get clearance to be able to do it and then we'll 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 let you know but definitely go baby go was was really good it's just a pity the movie nights were only one yeah yeah we, we'll get back into it definitely get back into it as soon as we as soon as we feasibly can so hey, just to break it up a little bit, do we have something else we can give away, or we're going to be? Uh, we can't. Let's, yeah, I say at the end of this uh, this this part, uh, we'll we'll give away a detailing uh, kit. Good, because I already have the questions, so we'll okay. go from there. Great, Good. excellent. So with, also with our year in review, we uh, started podcast this year, which we you're did. Now, you're you're now a part of, or so, you're not listening to welcome, in any shape. You are welcome to our podcast. We've been doing this, I think, since, since September. Uh, on a on a weekly basis. I'm gonna go get a drink. And, keep going. Yeah, and we've we've got a great team. We've got John, Terry, um, we've got Matt, uh, Hayden, Dan. Uh, we, we, earlier we had Alex. Uh, just different different guys on the CNC admin team that are part of this podcast. So we kicked off a podcast this year. We try to do them on a weekly basis, and uh, we've started live streaming them with Streamyard. This Streamyard is the app that we use. But it shares out to Facebook and um, uh, YouTube and and Twitch and and so on. But um, yeah, so we did. We started podcast this year. We want to get more into audio and visual. We want to we want to crack the the YouTube nut and do our best there and try to you know break in. Just you know focusing on Cal, uh, Colorado uh, events, car events, uh, members rides, uh, reviewing cars, just just whatever we can do with this, that's fun and. Uh, enjoyable in the uh, Colorado car scene. We really want to uh, focus on that. All right. So we podcasts and uh, audio and visual. Um, we got more involved with local photographers, Colorado photographers. Right. Uh, we um, put out a call for designs for t-shirts. Uh, we actually put out a one design for a t-shirt with uh, Tim MacArthur's Dotson 280Z. It's out on Redbubble. Uh, we can link that if we want, and, and uh, you can go find the the T-shirt. And we also created a calendar, which we talked about earlier in this podcast. But the calendar was uh, an effort over the past couple months, uh, local effort. Um, Colorado uh, photographers submitted photos. We chose thirty of them. We put out the those thirty submissions to the rest of the the car community on on our Facebook group and Instagram. And you, you guys chose down to 15, and then we made a 15-month calendar. So the calendar is available. You can go buy it, and all profits go to charity. And this year, we hit 20,000 members. And now here at the end of the year, uh, we are at 23,000. So we started the year at 15, around 15 or 16,000 members. Now we have 23,000. So we're growing really fast, rapidly. Uh, we're growing smartly. We we have a good team that blocks the spammers. I mean, we've got sp spammers and... Uh, just invalid accounts and profiles that, that try to join every stinking day. <laughs> and we are fighting the tide of those, of uh, getting rid of those. Um, that's, that's just part of the job. And then our Instagram is growing. We, I mean, we started just a couple of years ago with zero. I think in 2018, we had 1,000. And then now we're, we're now over 7,000, close to 8,000. So in 2021, we expect to have 10,000 on Instagram and probably close to 30,000 on Facebook. So that's pretty cool. And we're excited about that growth. Yeah. 
So that's what we did for this this year. It's been, even though <laughs> I think we only went to a, a few cards and coffee events. I uh, went to one. We, we went to. <laughs> I don't count Sonic because that's us. I know. I'm I'm, I'm I'm thinking of Lafayette and Vehicle Vault. That's the only Gate, ones I went to. Classic and and those ones. I went to one Lafayette. I went to I went to just a few of them. But here's to a better year in 2021 where we go to more events and. Uh, yes. People get the vaccine. They gonna open up restrictions. Allow us to gather together and enjoy cars together. So can't wait for that for in 2021. Right. Yep. Exactly. All right, Terry, if you want to take it away with a question. Yeah. Um, so if we will give away a detailers advantage kit, and this is sponsored by auto wash and they, they're the ones providing it's a big kit. Yes. It's a very big kit. So if you're all stuff. here listening, it's, this is way worth it. Okay. So it's going to be like a two parter. Okay. So you got to get both. All right. And it leads into what it is. And this is going to be absolutely horrible. So you can use, use Google. Okay. So question one, what 1977? Well, I wouldn't even say that. What Herbie movie does he fall in love? And remember Herbie, the stupid race car, Herbie, what movie does he fall in love with the title? And what is the make of the car? he falls in love with because I like finding off the wall garbage for you guys to go Google. <laughs> so that is for a wonderful auto wash details advantages kit. It's a really good kit guys. So it's worth the Google. Yes, it is a hundred. It's 100, so 100 worth the Google. Kit. It's not bad. Yes. All, all kinds of, uh, Wet wash, shine, complete shine, glass stuff, uh, dry towel, clean towel, shine towel, wax towel, applicator, wow. detailing towels, dressing towels, applicator, sponge, diamond clear glass towels. So all kinds of stuff in that. So it's really, really worth looking up and having your search history being investigated by, I don't know, local law enforcement. And they go, oh, my God, he looked this up, too. It is worth it. So if you are the winner, uh, we will put you in touch with AutoWash, and you'll just have to go to their um, HQ in Denver or Northfield and go pick it up. It's a big box. So I'm terrible with some of these trivia garbage questions. So what was your question again, Terry? Tell us again. So very simply this. What, what movie, what's the title of the movie that Herbie falls in love and what car did he fall in love with? Come on, kids. Google's a wonderful thing. It's not like you have to know this. You just got to Google it. <laughs> I mean, geez. I mean, I know it because I'm old. Terry, check the answer from Brian. Up, up, up. <laughs> okay, Brian, you are almost there. What is the full name of the car? What kind of launch you? Yeah. Come what on, Brian. Come on. Quick. Come, type on. It. Quick. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, Brian. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It takes him 30 seconds. We see the, on the, Oh yeah. yeah that's on the, that, on the street. That is true, but you're so close. <laughs> Brock, that is incorrect. 
<laughs> That's Brian, okay, Brock. It's completely Brian, correct. Brian, Brian, finish out that. What kind of launcher was uh, that he fall in love with? Come on. Come on, Brian. You're so close. Come on, Brian. I'm almost ready just, just, just to say it's good, but I want the yeah, full name. I, I, would, I, know I want the is. full name. I want the full name, Brian. Looks like her name was Giselle. Come on, Brian. Yes, he got it. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, it's actually a 1977 Monte Carlo. But we'll give it to you because no, technically in this country, it was called a scorpion. Yes, it's a scorpion. In this country, it is called a scorpion. Wow, that's well, interesting. We are, <laughs> in Europe, it was called the Lancia Monte Carlo. But you're good. It was actually a Beta Monte Carlo. And then, so he's right. Given the goodness, we'll get your name over to um, Auto Washington. I'll take care of you. But well done, Brian. There you go. Congratulations, Brian. Now, did you actually watch that movie, Brian, when you were a kid? Did you? Did you? Because I did. It was terrible. It's such a bad movie. <laughs> That's so bad. It's so bad because if I remember right, the Lancia had eyelashes, man. What the hell? <laughs> Kill me. All right. You guys are cool. What else have we got? Well, we're down to sponsor segment. That's Steve. Right. Yes. I'm just watching... Herbie goes to Monte Carlo. Herbie meets Giselle. Oh, Don, uh, with the the guy from Don Knotts. Yeah, yeah, Don Knotts was in it. Yep, yep. All right. Okay, uh, our sponsor for tonight is Harrison with Noble Auto Styling. So, uh, Harrison does uh, window tinting. He actually did the window tinting on my Alfa Romeo, the Julia Quadrifoglio. I uh, did an excellent job. I got ceramic tint and did an awesome job. Um, I believe he gives us 10% off. I'd have to check to make sure, but I believe that's the case for any service with uh, him. But uh, let's see if I can find some details on uh, Harrison and Noble Auto Styling. Let's see here. Nice. So as you're doing that, I will say, uh, so Brian does have the original love bug on his coffee table, just so we all know. <clears throat> oh, that movie was just so bad. I actually saw it in a movie theater. Oh, jeez. Movie theaters, wow. That's a pastime. <laughs> well, yeah, I, actually, I actually know exactly what movie theater I saw it in. I saw it at the Ogden in Manchester, England. My brother took me. Asshole. You they don't feel up. no, I was a kid. In 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 77, I was eight years old. So we also saw Star Wars at the Ogden too, because I saw Star Wars when oh. and I also saw Buck Rogers in the 20 in the 25th century, which was literally that really bad Gerard like garbage, you know, sci-fi oh, show. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that I watched it on Sundays. Yeah. So the they made they didn't make a movie they just took like the first two episodes which were like you know an hour long so it's like an hour and a half and they 
pieced it together and they put it in in movie theaters. <laughs> so, so our sponsor, Noble Auto Styling, yes, they do give us ten percent off. Um, he offers exterior paint, wax and buff, uh, headlight restoration, mobile clear bra installation, and uh, mobile automotive window tint. So, yeah, check him out. Yeah, give him a yeah. call. And uh, he awesome does great work. Awesome yeah. sponsor. I was, awesome I'm very, very happy with what he did on the on the alpha. Yes. So great job. Definitely go. He's a wonderful person. So that's great. But yeah, so excellent. Well, thanks everybody for tolerating this nonsense that we do. <laughs> right. And you know, and thank you all for being part of the group and making our lives a living hell. Appreciate it. Yes, we love it. No, we do. <laughs> you know, honestly, we really, really do. I mean, it is a very big group, but you know, you guys are really good. So thanks for for making it easy to moderate a group and to have fun with it because it really is it is hard work and it is hard work, but it's worth it because we all love cars and we all hate Herbie. It, and we all love cars in different ways and diverse yeah. ways and not all, not all the same way, and so sometimes, sometimes there's conflicts, and but we have to do our best to resolve those yes. conflicts and stay professional and have fun, and because this is all of this is just blowing off steam here on the Facebook group, but yeah, love having you guys. Yeah, just like we'll end this with you know conflict and controversy, you know, basically simple as this, you know, um, the Fast and Furious is crap. All of them, and, and we will all watch those movies are garbage at Haggerty's after garbage. we watch Ford versus Ferrari. Okay. So there you go, garbage, <laughs> garbage. Uh, anyway, anyway, there you go, John. Why should you just take us out? Because I've just probably alienated everybody, and I don't care. I think part of it was it was supposed to be a fun movie. <laughs> I don't think it was supposed to be accurate. <laughs> it's garbage. <laughs> Thank you. Garbage. Okay. All right. <laughs> so uh, with us heading into this new year, we're always open to your feedback. Any ideas you guys have for podcasts or live stream. Um, so we appreciate your feedback as always. Uh, as always, you can also stay in touch with us. Uh, keep your ears to, and eyes to the local car scene by following all our social media, Facebook, Twitter, our website, Instagram, YouTube, and all you have to search is obviously Colorado Cars and Coffee. Well, it's time for us to grab our coffee and hit the road. That's it for us here at Colorado Cars and Coffee. See you down the road, everyone. Good night. All right. Thanks for joining. See you later.